0: Hello, and welcome back to the Mindful with myself, Edwin, and today, Montel Douglas. How are you doing? I'm
1: good. Uh, thanks for having me be back on. Oh, it's because we've got a live one today. <laughs> yes, yes, we we have. today. So I'm so excited
0: really to
1: be a part of this
0: episode. But. Yes, it'll be great. So today, we ha- our guest is a US sprinter, and her name is Ashley Henderson. Ashley, how are you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Too bad. <laughs> so we'll start... We'll start off this episode like how we um, start off all of our episodes. So what was okay. your first experience with sports?
2: My first experience? Okay, so I've been running track since I was seven years old. Um, that's the only sport I've played. I've, I've done some other stuff, but that's the only sport. Um, My first experience, though, was not the best. I actually tried to make bad grades intentionally so that I wouldn't be eligible to participate and that backfired um, once my parents found out about that cause I told my counselor. And once my parents found out, they told my coach and then they made me run the 800 meters at a track meet for punishment. So, yep, that was my first experience of <laughs> sports.
1: <laughs> yeah. So sports for you was a bit of a was like you said a, a punishment more than it was something that like you it was an opportunity. So yeah. I learn from a seven year old eight hundred meter runner, pretty much very very oh. specialized to to now um an it's sprinter. I- what does that transition look like?
2: Yeah, I mean at the time I was seven, so I really am like still shocked at the fact that I even. Thought like that to know to make bad grades to not be eligible at seven. <laughs> so I think that's pretty funny throughout everything. But I mean, at seven, running 800 meters and I'm like a 100, 200 meter sprinter, I was so traumatized. I remember I tried to go stay with my grandparents. I thought my mom and I was abusing me. Like I was being really dramatic, but no, it was bad. So, <laughs> but now here I am, almost 27 years old. And I'm, I can say, unfortunately, I hate to say this, but I'm grateful my mom and dad pushing me unfortunately my first experience had to be like that but ultimately it got me to where I am right now today so
1: yeah
0: what age did you actually enjoy athletics from
2: oh honestly if I'm gonna be really honest I didn't begin to enjoy track and field until I want to say my senior in high school senior high school freshman year college I mean, when I was seven till, yeah, high school, you know, those days you're young. You know, I had a lot of friends, and so I never got a chance to go to Disney World. All my friends were doing stuff over the summer. I was always just constantly running all year long, and I just, I kind of hate that I missed out on, like, all that. I don't know what my life probably would have looked like more on the social side, but then also, at the same time, I'm, like, really grateful, though, that my parents kept me pretty focused and just straight about track and because they saw the talent even though I was being a like terrible you to know, call it a terrible two syndrome I had terrible twos all the way through seven to like <laughs> freaking 18 but no um that was tough Just I think it's hard when you're young because when you're young you're not really like you want to just you know you're caught up in everything else that seems fun and enduring to you and so I just felt like I kind of missed out on my social life, but. In retrospect, I really am grateful though that, like I said, they kept me focused and kept me in it as hard as it was. Because again, yeah, this is where I am today. But I mean, what changed? Honestly, I think the more I started to become a little more mature and start seeing how how good I was, I really didn't think I was that good. I thought I was a little mediocre, honestly. Because um, I'm initially from St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. So coming out of Missouri. Compared to, you know, some of the other regions in the state, such as like California, Texas and Florida, you know, I felt like those girls in those regions they were running like much faster than me. So I just thought I was just mediocre. <laughs> but once I started kind of running faster and faster, especially in college, that's when it kind of hit to me I'm like, you know, you actually might not be that mediocre like you think you might actually be pretty good. So I started to take it a little more seriously and actually start to care. So that's kind of the switch, honestly. Yeah.
1: So, so, actually, you mentioned from seven to pretty much 17, 18. So you're in high school, you're in preschool. You're still doing track, though. You're st- you stuck with it. And was it more by force? Or, or was it what was it about track that you were able to do it for that long? Because by the time you were in senior high school, you pretty much had done your, your 10 years of elite experience there. Like, what, it, what kept you in? Apart from like your parents pushing you in, how did you go and do that for so long? not enjoying it.
2: Yeah, I think aside of my parents' constant push with it, it was also there was the the other side of it too where I was like, I'm running fast and it's a it's a joy when you're running fast. You're you're not thinking about anything. I was just you know, I was just I knew I was it and I was going out competing, winning all the time. It was fun. That was fun. Um and then yeah I'm part of a team. I have friendships with people that were on my team. So like I know I kind of said a lot about oh, I missed the social life, but I was able to also have that component too, just because I was a part of a team and youth track clubs, and so I did find in between little things that keep me like okay, it's not all bad, um, but I guess you could say the fun most of it, like traveling to I was traveling all over the place, like going to so many different states, just yeah it was just fun like when you're young and you're not like grown now you're, like so much pressure it was fun still so yeah
0: at that young age did all your friends that were not in track mm-hmm. did they understand the sacrifices that you have to make or did you lose some friendships along the way
2: definitely will say i wouldn't say I lost friendships but i lost i guess the connections mostly. Like I still have friends that I'm friends with right now to this day that I was friends with at seven that didn't run track. Um, but I am not as close with them and as close-knitted with them as I am with some of my friends who I were running track with at seven to this day. Um, and I think it just kind of goes back to what I was saying initially, just kind of missed out on a little bit of that social life and just creating those bonds as much as I was able to with my track friends <laughs> so yeah um still have like the same friends which is crazy from like literally middle school to today um and some of them are non-track friends some of them are track friends and the non-track friends my relationships with them aren't as profound as the ones that were in track yeah.
1: you kind of had that consistent yeah with them all the time and something that you kind of come on ground and yeah. was there anything that you would rather have been doing the whole time like was it something that you're like man I wish I was over there doing this with them but you yeah. or, or was there anything that you thought that you were going to be not this amazing sprinter was there something back then that you thought actually I'm going to do, do this when I'm you know Yeah.
2: I wanted to go to law school I even went to college studying poli sci So, and again, I thought I was still mediocre. So I never even thought about being a professional track and field sprinter after college. I had no idea that even existed, honestly. So (laughs) I went away to college like, oh, I got this full ride scholarship. I'm about to use this to get my education. I really wanted to go to law school. thought I wanted to be like entertainment law. But um, college can tell you really quickly what you think you like and want to do. May not be the case. (laughs) So (laughs) that changed in sophomore year. And, and yeah my sophomore year I actually started running fast this first time I ran like eleven zero, and I was like oh wait life just did a complete
0: 360 <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so I'll tell you that was the moment when you you started to think actually mm, yeah I, I can be a sprinter. Or...
2: yeah that is when it clicked <laughs>
1: Uh, that was a nice segue there because that's what i was the next question was going to be <laughs> where well, was that moment from you did know, 10 years to when you thought oh, i'm going to be you know i'm actually going to do this and then more specifically then because you said that's when it was what yeah. changed then especially mentally because you've been doing it for 10 years anyway you've been physically doing, right. it, doing yourself through the work learning your yeah. trade, mastering your craft but what then changed by already running that fast like world-class yeah. times to then go what did you do differently after that? What were the actions after that? That um, What changed was I started to care more.
2: So at first I didn't care. And I think this is also as we're going to tie into the mental. I started to care about like running track. Because again, I was just doing it because I was forced to do it. And because I knew I was just talented. But then once I started to care, that actually, it was a blessing and a curse. Especially as of today, where I'm at right now. Because then I started to, yeah, I mean, I was still running fast. So, sorry, I go back to college. Started caring sophomore year, and yeah, I'm still running fast. Had a lot of success in my collegiate career. Um, and then those actions going forward, when I turned pro and signed with Divas, it was like, that. i have not explained it, but yeah, it was like a blessing and a curse. Because I started caring so much that it started to mentally mess with me. I'm starting to overthink a lot now. I'm starting to have performance anxiety. And I, I wasn't doing any of that stuff when I was seven. My age, when I was seven, I was out there running. I was having fun. I was winning. I didn't even care when I was seven. I was hoping my mom would be like, all right, you don't have to do this anymore. But now when I started to care a little more, things started kind of, yeah, doing a 360 then. So, yeah.
0: With the performance anxiety, was that mainly during races or did that come in training as well like what was it for you
2: um my starting work I got so my first professional debut was in Shanghai and I lost and I lost bad and I think that's scarred me because I was so used to I don't even say when used to running fast and I didn't run fast at all I think I might have run 11.5 that day and I haven't run 11.5 since I think When I was seven. So feel that. And I know sometimes you have a bad race. Like sometimes you're going to have a bad race. And sometimes you're not going to win. But I would have been okay if I would have got eighth and still ran somewhat decent fine. But coming out running 11.5, I was just like shook. So ever since that race, and that was 2019, that has just like scarred me. And unfortunately, I let it scarred me so much that every race that I've done since then it has been a little bit of anxiety because I just don't want to feel that again, see that result again, feel that race again. Like, I just I think about it all the time. And so that's something I've been working through since then to today. But um, that's unfortunately where my performance anxiety originated <laughs> Learning
1: how to, to care enough to not yeah. care <laughs> Yes. That's are the case about it. It's like, well, I got to care enough, just enough to <laughs> not care enough. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. It's the only way for you to to get it done, and you had that very later on. And we to, we talk about that, don't we? Kind of like the fear of failure stopping mm-hmm. us from being able to execute performances and not transition yeah. from even training into competition, let alone something that you've actually experienced on yep. a performance level from a young age. Something you've kind of got. The hit and it's been a reality check for you like yeah. okay wow this is this is different i don't want to feel that again so moving forward like what what are you doing around like you found that are you working with psychs are you having to adjust how you work in training and bringing that yeah. kind of that that mindset and the like the emotional state that you have in training into competition yeah. to try and yeah. challenge that yeah so as of
2: lately um that was 2019 it was since then. so what i've done it's it's been a journey. I've been figuring it out, I've been trying to figure it out since Shanghai. But as of today, I've been able to figure out. It's simple. I just had to get my confidence back because the talent is still there. In training, it's not an issue at all. Um, and I use my training to like really boost me to see physically. It's there. It's just this has to be there too. Because once this like is together. Then this does, but it can, but this can't do what it needs to' what it can do. It has the potential to do when this is like trying to just put these limits and fear out and all that stuff that's just like really lack of confidence in its way, so I've been noticing I've been training my mind to just really like think about my training sessions, like you did it at practice, you've done worse at practice than this one little one hundred race you're getting ready to do right now, like I just kind of like really try to talk to myself and be like just be confident and not scared because that's all it is. I got scared since Shanghai. and gone scared since those other races. I've kind of let Shanghai do its thing throughout my other races since. And so really just being confident, that's all it really is, honestly. Um, I do have a sports site. Then I realize, I'm gonna be honest, my sports side is great. Like, I love her. She's amazing. I will invite her to my wedding one day, right? But <laughs> I realized it's not really, it's not everyone else and everything else. At first, I was like, maybe it's coaching. Maybe it's not the right coaching. Maybe it's this, 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 and that. Maybe it's not the right sport. It's none of that. It literally just was me in this. And um, I decided to stop wasting my money she's great. And I just realized not hers, not she can all of those great things and all these things for like attention to and how to like try to go into another race and just execute some things differently. but in the end it's really this and for me i had to really get this together and i know what that is and um i've been able to identify it and figure that out and so far this season has been my best professional season since i've been pro um been running as fast as i was again since like college and just kind of with some of the little things I was saying, just really trying to stay confident, like even if a race didn't go as well as I thought it was going to go, I'm still just like remaining confident. Because ultimately, that's what I was doing when I was seven. I was confident.
1: <laughs> I I'm just kind of sorry. Can i just jump with that. Cause I hope people listen to what you said just there, because the thing about sports like that, like, I studied psychology like post grad. I mm-hmm. I re- and being an athlete like. I, I'm similar, I, I'm like, everyone's like, you should love sports psychology. And I was like, yeah. And you know why? It was for that very reason, because at the end of the day, you, you realise that you have to do the work. There is no hiding. It doesn't, they yeah. cannot, they can only help you help yourself. And you have to put that in. And you realised that actually, okay, she's great. And she's given me actually tools I can use now but I have to do the work. The only way that one that can save me from that is myself is me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're doing that and you're showing you, you've got the fruits from your labor already. You're kind of getting results yeah. saying, this is working for me. I'm I'm feeling myself and finding my own way. And you're yeah. certainly getting your, getting out of your own way because you were basically the thing that was kind of stopping you from yeah. from doing that.
2: And I, was, I, I just had this conversation actually the other day with a friend. It was like, also putting myself out there, stop running from it. It was times I would go to meet and be like, I can't run the 100 and the 200 today. I can only do the 100. I was just, I was just like, acting scared and doing that. And it's just like, you got to break out of it. You got to actually go through it to get through it. So that was tough for me because I was always scared of, like, I used to do this so much in college, run so many rounds. But now as a professional, I don't know why i just be like, I can only run one race today. Like, no. So I had to just get out of that. I had to put myself out there and just keep going through the repetition of it. And ultimately, it's been helpful been like bit by bit getting better and better you know my confidence is coming back um physically is good you know running like that anyway is really good for, like the reputation for competition at least but um all in all yeah my like my psych my sports like done all she could I felt like like we worked together even since college so I feel like she gave me everything she can and she's done all she can for me um and like you said I had to really realize I got to do the work here and I have to be intentional with it too. If I was serious about it, I was saying I have to be very intentional. So kind of what I do now. I know some people might think it's silly. They might see me at meets and my eyes closed and I'm talking to myself, but I'm like, I'm doing what I need to for myself. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: <laughs> different. Every Everyone's method is different. And as mm-hmm. long as it works for you, that's all that really matters. That's exactly. Um, um, and going off topic a little bit, you kind of mentioned, well, confidence. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there is certain athletes that will avoid going to certain meets or avoid facing certain people because they're scared of the result and the impact they will have on their confidence?
2: Um, I do think that is a real thing. Um, I can, I can honestly see why because of what you literally just said—the impact. Because now you have to, you got beat by one who is just as good as you, and they ran really good that day. Now the next time you see that person you have to really kind of psych yourself to believe you know' it's, it's, it's a mental thing now it's nothing physical now you're like you have to go through like I said so I do think it is a real thing um, and I think it's fair though because I mean everyone's good you know the little nerves of being scared or nervous to compete is real and I think it's fine. I just think people have to embrace it and I think that's the only way we are really going to be able to even see what potential we really have. It was like, okay, I'm getting ready to line up against Elaine Thompson or Shelly Ann Fraser. Like, you know that that person is just as probably good as you. It might even be better. So I can imagine how good you could probably be then today lining up with that person instead of, I'm scared. Oh, my God. Like, they might beat me. Maybe I should pull out of the race. Yeah. So I wish people looked at it like that. I run if you're up against a field like that. I'm like, if I get beat, at least I'm
1: probably getting beat and I'm running maybe 10-7, because <laughs> I think I was probably so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so true. We had this conversation really briefly, then we had um, off camera to each other, actually, because yeah. the same like you guys, you know, the British trials are coming up, everyone's trials are coming up for yeah. the world and the big champs this year, and yeah. we would find that the home trials, which you have coming up very shortly, next weekend, yeah. um, it is it's one of the hardest competitions of the year just because of this whole thing. And what we've mentioned, didn't we, Ed, about, and I was speaking to you about when I was with my psych back in the day, and yeah. you mentioned re- reframing my mindset towards competition around not it being a threat, but it being an opportunity. And yes. that's what you have just said about going into a race saying, well, wow, I'm in this field. Let me show what I've been doing in training today. This is yeah. my chance to show what I've been doing rather than I'm worried about losing. Well, actually, no, this is my chance to show you the work that I've been doing and to show myself that, that I can do it today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you said it, like you hit it right on the nail. Like, and I know it's easier said than done. Like there's going to be the nerves there. And the nerves are there because you want to run well and you want to do well. But, and, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I've never seen a start list and I'm lining up next to such and such. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is about to be hot. Like, all right. <laughs> but I think the thing about me, and I just like about me, I look at it, I always look at things positively first before I look at it negatively. Like I don't find the bad of things. I just see it like, oh, I'm about to run. Like this is about to be hot. I don't know what I'm getting ready to do, but I know I'm getting on that line and I'm I'm just yeah, I'm confident. That that was that was me before. Unfortunately though, now yeah, I've got in this state of mind where I'm like, I just don't want to do bad and I do want to run so well and I'm scared now because it hasn't gone so well for me all this time. But um again now that's kinda changing and shifting. But yeah, looking at it from that standpoint is definitely better, and can you can see better results that way. If you, instead of looking at it from a scared place or possibly pulling out of a race because of fear, look at it as an opportunity. You know? And then you just never know what's gonna happen in races too. Like, and that's what any sport. You know, as much as that start list look like it's all of the best of the best, it could be like the Olympic final. You still never know what's gonna happen. Like. Anything can
0: happen, so. Yeah. Yeah, you're, 100%, you're 100% right, because um, just the other day I was watching Devin Allen. He he came on the podcast um, not too long ago. Yeah. And he was talking about, obviously he wasn't the, the fastest at the time when he came on, and he was talking about how he knows he can do... Um, 12, 12, 9, 12, 8. Yeah. And it's all about his mind. And yeah. he doesn't care who's next to him. He, he, the person might be faster than him. Yeah. He, he goes and believes and he can do it. And obviously, we saw what happened the other day. So, <laughs>
1: <Yeah.
2: Girl laughs> I, like, that, that's, that's just another thing to just show, like, confidence, too. And I think Dev is also a great example for this confidence. He's having fun again. Mm. And the body can just you'll be amazed with this. It's just together. And so, yeah, I I, I watched their race, and I loved that. I loved that for him, especially his story. It was very inspiring. Like, especially—I mean, at least for me, it was. I'm sure other people could
1: say that, but I oh, was.
2: Yeah. Inspired.
1: <laughs> so, so getting into more current affairs, the lead up to, to trials. What's the what's the the preparation, mental? Obviously, physically, we already you know spoke of camera um, before. Of yeah. that you know, you're know you in a grueling phase you're getting you're getting ready basically what does that look like because a lot of people get the physical ready and just completely forget about that you're actually going to a championships to try and make the championship so tell us a bit about that
2: so for me the physical is getting ready this was physical excuse me, is going to do its thing and take care of itself on its own because one yeah i have the talent you still got to work hard though you're right but i think I've been able to surprise myself with seeing that my body is actually could surprise me. <laughs> so as much as I'm prepping my body, I'm really getting this together because once this is together, I just don't even know what my body can do, but I'm very confident in believing that I can do something really amazing. Even outside of my own little like scope and realm of my mind. Once I get this together and that scares me, actually, I'm not going to lie like it kind of scares me to know that this is what you've been doing when you've been limiting yourself. So what's going to happen? This is just like, I don't know. And that's just me. I'm going to drink and I'm going to manifest things. I just, I feel that because all this time it's just been me placing so much barrier on my mind. And I'm just like, God, I don't know what's going to happen once I'm not doing it. I just show up to the start line, like effort today. And just don't even care. Not in my head. And I probably am going to amaze myself. So Going into USA's, that's really all it is. I have, like, little posting notes around my home. <laughs> um, my parents kind of told me I should do this, and it's been really helpful, especially getting ready to go out for training sessions, just seeing these, like, small little, like, affirmations or little daily reminders of that. You know, don't be scared. Be confident. And shock yourself when you're confident and you're not scared. Like, just show up confident. Even if coach tells you go run a mile today, like, don't be scared. <laughs> just, Stay confident, so, but that's a little small minor job, but um yeah. Sorry, just really mentally like getting myself together. Physical is important too, but I think all season and you know, we've been doing that. In preseason we've been doing that. So like the emphasis isn't for me so much physically, it's more mental for me.
0: My next question kinda links to it kinda links to that. We're well, all links to that. But I know it's and I know for myself when I used to run that relays mm-hmm. you run exceptional. Yeah. What what do you what do you think you could take from your mindset when you're running a relay to put it into your individual yeah, run? That's
2: so funny you asked that. Like I swear I asked myself that same question. Like <laughs> second like relays versus Yeah. Um what I do think the difference is if I had to put my finger on it like right now, I do think that um it's I don't want to say less pressure, but it does feel like pressure running on the relay opposed to on the start line of the 100 or two hundred. 200. Um, and then you're able to do more fun, like effortlessly, whereas in the individual events, you are kind of a little, you got the nerves, you have the pressure, you have all these other things going on. And the relays isn't that... Necessarily, even though there is pressure, like you obviously want to win, you want to get to stick around, you don't want to drop. Like there is all those thoughts, of course, but I think it's just because it's you know three other people out there with you. It's a team effort of like a great race opposed to it's just that one effort from you only. (laughs) And so yeah, I think just some of those like factors kind of kind of tie into like the difference between kind of how you show up on a relay leg versus out there by yourself and opening
1: up. imagine if you can like you said tap into tap into that for there's always a great question people ask that they're like I mean we used to say to them all the time, maybe you should run with that in your hand for the hundred meters. Maybe yeah. <laughs> I'd be like oh, I'd be wow. like, like flying ten four and I go into the race and I'm like eleven two. Like what on earth happened there? <laughs> like how is that thing? But like you said, it, it's just a completely different mindset. But that's the the prominent difference, isn't it? You are the same physical body. You've done the same training. It's almost the same distance, in your leg, mm-hmm. but the mindset is different towards it, which then breeds the results. Yeah. And you know, you're gonna gonna get that coming out, especially like you said, preparing for the trials and and getting your your head together and figuring it out and and enjoying the space as well, um, that you're in and piecing it together. Because like you said before, you just don't know, um, your limits. It you can have limitations on you, right? Definitely.
2: Yep. Pretty true.
0: Next question kinda of linked around nutrition. How important is nutrition for you?
2: Wow, that's so funny. Goodness. Just got off the phone on nutrition. Yesterday. <laughs> um <laughs> so um, nutrition is very important. Um, you just in order to have you know, be able to perform optimal performance at that and at this level, you do have to make sure that you're fueling your body with the nutrition and everything that it needs. You know, when I was seven, You know, you can kind of get away with maybe going to eat a bag of chips and going out and running. But now at this level, and how competitive it is too, especially, you do have to be mindful of, yeah, your nutrition. And so I do work with a nutritionist. Um, We have some plans that are like very specific for me, but I think it's really important. It's really, really hard for me to accept. Because I so stuck <laughs> on my old ways. Like, I used to be able to do this and do this, but I still go out and run fast. And do but um, sure. unfortunately, things change with age. I get a little more mature and realize some things need to change. So yeah, um, I have a like I don't have like a really strict diet, but I do have like some stuff that we do that's, I guess, the best for me. Um, just kind of what my what my meals look like. Um, I'm on like a really low sugar, low carb kind of diet um and basically kind of going to USA's and I'm like a fuel performance diet to make sure I'm just the body is good to perform yeah so I've
1: got I've got questions just because we're talking about USA's and it's always interesting to hear I think one of the things that outsiders don't understand or never have access to really is how people can prepare for majors you know, and national championships. Some people, it's their the dream to be at the national. Some people, it's their dream to then make the team and it goes on and on. But the lead up towards that and what that actually entails and how everyone kind of navigates it differently, yeah. what that actually looks like. And since we know we have to take it down training, we've got, to, we've got to boost training for a little bit and then come off a little bit to get better. And you're working on nutrition, you're working on site, you're working on all these components. Give one thing that's kind of like an outsider would be looking in and say, what do they do that they might not know? Because some people have like a ritual, they have, might have a superstition or something that they just have to do to ensure that they're going to do that. Um, is there anything that you have that's quite quirky where you're saying, if I, I need this, I need my, even my, this could be your nails. For me, it was like, I had to match my, my color, like my socks have to match. That's, yeah. that's the thing. Oh, no, really. <laughs>
2: um, I mean, for me, going into a major championship, just kind of how I get myself prepared for that. Um, I try not to change stuff up too much. I try to just stay consistent with, like, how I've been going throughout the season. Because once I start changing stuff too much and all those little anxieties and stuff, then it, it does, like, it already, we already know it's a big meat, But then once you start doing that type of stuff, it starts to really just start to feel, like, pressure, heavy. Just, yeah. I try to keep it very chill and just, again, consistent to what I've been doing. And I mean, something I do for me is I like to feel good and I like to look good. If I feel good and look good, and I, and I don't say that just on a fashion sense. I even say it's like making sure my body is like, like I like to feel a little small and lighter. If I feel small and light, I feel like I'm bouncing off the track a lot better. So um, I still just stay consistent with my diet. Or I actually stay, actually get a little more like on it, in my diet. Um, yeah, stuff like that. And I guess look good too, fashion. Yeah, make sure my lashes, my clothes is dying. But so I feel like I look cute. I feel confident. It brings that confidence out. <laughs> That's just something like silly. But I don't I do not do too much though. I just keep it very chill and not try to really overwhelm myself too much with anything. And I don't really have like any... It's kind of like, other than my gospel music, I have to listen to my gospel music. Like it almost might throw me off if I don't listen to
1: oh.
2: like gospel it's just that because I feel like that just it gets into my spirit my soul and that's why I like to start my day with So, other than that um yeah that's about
0: it talk just a little bit about your relationship with your coach because some people with their coaches they like their coaches to they like to have conversations yeah. some people like to be screamed at how is it for you yeah
2: um I mean I'm pretty I would like to think I'm a very easy person. I think my coaches might say different, but I'm pretty open to basically whatever coaching style, as long as I can trust my coach. If I have, we have a good trusting relationship. Again, I guess my coach could tell me to go run two miles today. And I might not even, I might think well, that's crazy and silly, but I, I, if I trust you that much to know, I, I believe in what you're doing. I believe in you. Like I wouldn't question it. And I'll go run two miles. So um, when I talk about cult-athlete relationship, that's important to me, is trust. Um, and I mean, ultimately, you are putting your entire livelihood, your talent, all that, whatever, in someone's hands to kind of bring that out or help perfect that. And so that's what's important to me on a relationship level, goes as far as with my coach.
1: That's really um honest thank you for that like mm-hmm. I think because i find especially with maybe younger athletes as well when they're trying to find their way a little bit and they're trying to figure yeah. out maybe they didn't have you know that amazing coach that you said since really young and they've kind of bounced around a bit and they're trying to figure out what's going on i know in the in the uk it's probably more prevalent than it may be in the states because of the setup <laughs> you guys have it's very mm-hmm. different here but that's really something that you know our listeners can take home what you said about yeah. having that trust and knowing that then there might be some like you said, crazy workouts. I remember, listen, before I ran 11 no people don't, many people don't know this, but I had two times 800 meters on a Monday morning of 10 minutes. Yeah, so you heard it here first, guys. I'm not going to say this ever again. I did, and it's like you would look at someone and be like, "Why are you doing 800s on on any day?" And you're a sprinter. I'm like, listen, I trusted him to do it. I was running two and a half minutes for these two 800 800 wow. meters. And then I'll, you know, and then I run a I'm just saying, but it's having yeah. that kind of relationship yeah. with the coach to say, this l- seems insane. And I don't even think I need to do that to run that fast, but I'm going to go with the program and do it and get your results. Because it's yeah. down to what you were saying as well, Ashley, about you getting your mind right. If you're going in there second guessing yeah. and questioning all the time, you're yeah. not going to attack maybe the sessions the way that they need to be addressed. Yeah. And you're not exactly. going to give it your rule. And so what does that relationship look like? I would, I'd love to know on race yeah. day. Because you're going into trials it, on any race day. is you it, 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 Are you always talking with your coach? Are they always talking to you, giving feedback? Or is it kind of like, I'm going to sit there and watch you do your thing? What does that look like for you?
2: Um, I mean, for me, I I do like to have a talkative like, relationship with them on race day, especially because it keeps me from being out of my head too. <laughs> and so that's helpful. Um, and then, yeah, just obviously, you know, making sure that they see what they need to see for me to be, if I look ready or not, excuse me, to go out and run. So I like to talk. I like to actually be goofy. All those things really help me to stay out of my head. <laughs> and, I mean, it's me and my personality who I am anyway. But I just, I like to be myself. And I'm like that with my coaches, too. I like when they are just the same way they are at a like, practice session, out of me. Like, for me, consistency is, like, important because like, I hate uncertainty. So anything once something changes change. Up, I'm like kind of thrown off, so um yeah. No, my coaching our relationship at the meet is very, you know, kind of playful. Just keeping it, keeping it good energy around. Not keeping it so like so 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 serious. Like obviously we know it's serious, but we're not just so like gun holed overwhelmed, focused on like okay, you got to make sure it's like like you know. Right? We we actually crack a lot of jokes in the warm up.
0: <laughs> you say you you like to joke. Do you ever? Try and joke with other That's athletes so during the warm-up way. and they just don't want to be
2: bothered. No. Some <laughs> <laughs> yeah. athletes, you know, <laughs> you just don't know who you can't Like, you know how everyone is. I mean, for my friends and people that I'm good friends with um, in the sport, actually, I wouldn't even say I joke with them on regular day. We will we'll talk, obviously, but um, I think for the most part, I'm probably the most joking one around. Maybe I need to work on that? No. <laughs> um, no, I just you know, I try to respect everyone's, like, down. I can kind of read the energy, so, yeah.
1: <laughs> no, don't change it too much, because you're doing a great job, so. <laughs> so I mean, it's working. I'll be following you one day, because I'll be looking at, well, she's joking. Maybe I should know. <laughs> i to faster, too.
2: Thank you. I would All like you to be that
1: light.
2: Have fun. We're having fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely easy here and then. Uh, honestly sincerely wish you all the best for for those coming out it's exciting to see <laughs> thank
0: you I appreciate it. So last question in terms of your mindset what do you think are the biggest attributes that you have that some of our listeners, maybe young listeners can can use in their career going forward?
2: Does it have to be like um like an accolade? Just yeah. anything? Okay. Yeah. Um I wanted something that's really, really daring to me as right. just my journey, I guess just the success I've had and what's kind of most stand out for me. It's not really anything that I've done necessarily like a time or a medal or some type of accolade or award. It's more so of like this whole story, this journey of going from seven years old, not caring, trying to get bad grades to not even do this and to see the beauty of now. That to me is like, insane. That just gives me so much inspiration to myself and so much hope too. It just goes back to like, you just don't know what can happen. And once you just, I don't know, it's like once you just embrace stuff, care, not care, whatever it is for you, just like embrace you, embrace your journey, embrace, just, yeah, you and your journey. You will just be surprised how life and things turn out. Um, and I don't think, and I also embrace just like, you don't have to do too much. Because I right already know I'm like, I'm already talented. Thank God. God bless me with this talent. Um, all I have to do is just do my best. That's all God asks us to do. He has to just do your you And you to go out there and win. Actually, one of my training partners, Daniel, told me this, and it resonated with me. He's like, he just wants you to go do your best. And once you do that, and i realized with me doing that along my journey from seven to through college and all the success I've had, just going out doing my best, I've had a lot of success that I never even thought was possible. So that is what means the most to me. That is something that I think about a lot going into meets. Um, just remembering you were just going out running, getting your best, and you came across the line running 22-4. One day. You didn't even think you can run that. You are running 23s in high school. So it's like. I just remember stuff like that. And yeah, what I just said, go out and do your best. That's all he asked for you. and You'll be surprised what you see.
0: Ashley, Ashley, this has been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. We really enjoyed this. I'm sure, Monta you've enjoyed honestly, it as yeah, much been, as me. You've
1: been a blessing for this podcast. Honestly, really, really appreciate you. Now I can talk a lot. I mean, <laughs> we give you all good energy, positive energy for your upcoming competitions, honestly. Really for
0: you. Yeah, all the best with that. So for for anyone that's listening for the first time, thank you for listening to to this podcast. For anyone that's come back, welcome back. Please like, please share. There'll be more episodes coming soon. Until next time, peace.